Predatory lending is deceptive, coercive, it exploits you, and it's unscrupulous. You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. I'm your host, Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional. Let's spark some flames, y'all. Have you started on your journey towards financial independence or want to do better with your money and don't know where to start? Well, this training is for you. I encourage you to head over to financiallyintentional.com slash live to sign up for our next free masterclass where I'll teach you the techniques I've used and taught my clients to master money and build wealth. During this free training, you'll learn the most powerful weapon you have at your disposal to launch into financial freedom the budgeting method that will free up thousands of dollars a month to achieve your financial goals, the common mistakes to avoid while paying off debt, and how to rapidly slay debt. You don't want to miss this. So head over to financiallyintentional.com live or click the button in the show notes to register for our next free masterclass. Welcome to episode 60 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. I am so excited for our new house. (laughs) Yes, we are excited to move into our new house, but our house did not come without its own set of trials and tribulation. In this podcast episode, I am going to dive in and talk about what happened with my lending process because it was not pretty. My hopes are that by sharing my story and experiences, you don't have to go through the same thing. Hopefully one day we'll see a world where lending discrimination does not exist. Until then, let's keep on fighting the good fight. Episode 60 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. This nurse is fighting discriminatory lending practices. Hey everybody. The reason why I wanted to come on today was because I wanted to talk to you about my experience with my mortgage lender. So the last couple of days I've shown you lives of my house. I'm moving this weekend, but my process, like the builders were great. My process with a mortgage lender was not fantastic. Like it was actually pretty bad. And for the first time ever, when I'm buying a house, the first time I bought a house, I was 21 years old. I didn't really have no business buying a house. I didn't have no money. I didn't have no good credit, but I still bought a house anyway. When I bought my big old house in Brentwood, it was after I lost those houses, two houses I lost to foreclosure, two houses I lost to short sales. And then I had a bankruptcy. And so it was a couple of years after I filed my bankruptcy that I bought my other house when I was pregnant, bought a big old house, was super delirious. And so after that, I bought another house. But at that time, I used my retirement funds for closing costs because I didn't have any cash. And then I bought another house a couple of years ago. Same thing. Well, I had cash, but I wanted to put more down. So I used my retirement fund to do that. And this time, like I had it all together. My credit score was banging. I had the money to put down, like no problem. Like I thought it was just going to be smooth and it was actually pretty bad. What happened was I went to go see a house that I really wanted brand new in the beginning of May and was like, cool, the, the agent at the builder 
at the building site was like, you know, if you go with our lender, we give you $10,000 towards closing. Like I usually have a lender that I work with, but I was like, oh, that's a no brainer. I'll go with your lender to get the $10,000. So, okay. So I start the process May 9th. I start my application process. Then right away, like when I finally speak to the lender, he's like, oh yeah, great. So we qualify you at 3.5%. And I was like, Mm, that seems pretty high. Like, I don't think that's the rate I should get. He was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's a pretty standard rate. Actually, the rates are going up, da, 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 whatever. I was like, mm, seems pretty high, but it was early in the process. So I didn't really trip because I wasn't locking in that rate. Also, first I was going to do a FHA loan, so I can only put 3.5% down because I just didn't want to put that much money down. He was like, no, you should do a uh, conventional loan with 5%. So I was like, cool. So I'm already coming up with an extra 2%. And I'm in Northern California. So the housing prices, the median housing price is 700 something thousand dollars. So my house is in that price range. Just so you know, so extra 2% on that is quite a hefty bit of money. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll do the extra 2%, whatever. So, you know, May goes by, you know, I submit everything that same day. I submit everything to the lender. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. The conditional approval was due for them on to the builder on June 1st. So June 1st comes, yay, congratulations, you got your conditional approval. Then on June 2nd, I get a call And they say, oh, we pulled your conditional approval because we see that you have a lawsuit here. And I was like, yeah, I have a lawsuit. Here's all the paperwork. I'm the plaintiff in the lawsuit. Here's all the information. So, okay, cool. So that that was June 2nd. July 1st, loan still not approved. Okay, what's going on? I talked to the person. So this is May. We're all the way into July. The person says, I talked to the person at the mortgage company. She was like, oh, I tried to get them to the underwriters to approve, but they need a letter from your attorney stating all the lawyer's fees and all this kind of stuff. And I said, listen, I'm not about to give you that because at this point, first of all, you waited hella long to ask me for it. And I feel like it's unnecessary. I submitted the documents about the lawsuit. Everything is in the contingency agreement. I don't think that... I should give that to you. I think that you guys are asking for excessive information at this point. And right now I'm actually kind of pissed off and I feel like you're prolonging my process. You already pulled my conditional approval and my loan is still not approved. I applied in early May. It is now the beginning of July and I am ready to file a discrimination suit against you guys because I feel like this is lending discrimination. And I said, please don't correspond with me at all without getting a compliance officer involved in a compliance officer that has a lens for diversity and inclusion, because I really feel like right now you guys are playing games. So the next day I get a call from the compliance officer and the compliance officer is really good. She was really compassionate. She like addressed all my concerns. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to have the, the manager, the lending manager also reach out to you. So I was like, cool. So the lending manager, along with the lending agent, reached out to me. 
And I'm telling them my concerns. I'm telling them I'm concerned about the interest rate. I feel like they're delaying my loan and any delays in my loan could cause me to pay more fees or have a higher interest rate, not knowing where the market would go. If it causes me to have a higher interest rate, then I really feel like they're putting me in jeopardy. They should expedite the process as much as possible. And it's not even expedited because it's a whole two months that have gone by and I haven't gotten approval. And I was telling the guy about my concerns that this was, I feel like this is a form of discrimination. And he was like, oh, well, there's really no way we can discriminate against you because all we go by is your credit score and your down payment. And I'm like, that's really interesting because aren't you guys under like federal housing laws, like, like fair housing Like, why would you guys be under fair housing if there was no such thing as discrimination? So I was like, listen, that's like you saying racism doesn't exist. And it's not really my job to educate you on systemic racism in America. But I think you should reach out to your higher ups for some additional training. And as a matter of fact, please don't talk to me anymore because there's no way you can help me. And as a matter of fact, I don't think you should be managing anyone if that's not something that you understand because you need to have an eye for that as well. So obviously he was through with me. So the compliance officer calls me back and I tell her again what's going on. And I use an example from labor and delivery and I say, you know, they say that people can't discriminate against you, right? So there's therapeutic ranges for drugs that you can use to treat, say, hypertension in in pregnancy, which can be fatal, right? So you say the range is from 10 to 20 that you can give a patient. And if you continuously give 10 milligrams to one patient population and 20 milligrams to a different population, you're still in the same range. So technically you're not discriminating against them, but because of whatever unconscious bias you have, you choose to under that under treatment for somebody or over treatment for somebody else. So you're still within those parameters, right? So you see how that can kind of, those little ranges can cause issues. And they were like, yeah, I get it. I don't think that that's what he meant. And I was like, obviously you're making excuses for him and it's not cool. Like, I don't think that he should be on my loan at all. Anyway, so that was July 2nd is when I spoke to them. On July 6th, the lending agent and the processor come back and they were just like, yeah, we're still waiting on approval. We we just need some other things to make sure that you can close. So I submitted some more documents. And then on July 6th, I said, F it. So I applied for a new lender on July 10th. I got a way lower interest rate. I got a 2.875 interest rate versus a 3.5% interest rate and got my loan underwritten, totally approved and underwritten in less than a week. So I submitted this information to Pulte and they were like, oh, that's the mortgage company, obviously. So that's the in-house lender for the builder. So I was like, okay, so here's the, the rate that I got from this other company. I'm not interested in doing business with you guys anymore. And I understand that This is supposed to disqualify me for my builder incentive, but because you guys are offering me such a horrible package and you haven't approved my loan yet, I'm going to ask the builder for the credit. And so we commenced to submit the application, ask the builder for the credit, and was waiting for them. 
in the meantime, they were like, oh, let's see if we can match it. And I was like, okay, whatever. You have all my information. All right, see if you can match the rate. Okay, so they came back. <laughs> they were like, oh, we have good news for you. We can match your rate. And I was like, cool. So what's the whole cost of the loan? How much is the loan? Oh, well, if you're comfortable paying those fees for the other lender, then we, we matched your loan. I looked at that loan package and they had charged me an extra $10,000 just to match a loan. So what they did was basically incorporated the incentive that I would be getting from the builder into the loan, which in itself is not competitive. How can you be market competitive if you're taking an outside incentive and building that into your loan? Therefore, that loan is not only not meeting market standards, it's predatory at this point because, oh, you're telling me because predatory, let me, let me tell you what the definition of predatory is. The, the definition that I told them of predatory lending was that any lending practices that impose unfair or abusive loan terms on a borrower, unfair. The initial rate that was offered was 3.5%, which is far above the market rate for my credit, income, and down payment. This was proven by the 2.875% interest rate that I got from an outside lender. Predatory lending is deceptive, coercive, it exploits you, and it's unscrupulous, okay? So the, the delay in the approval process could have forced me to be in a position where I had to accept an unfavorable loan as I was contractually obligated to close on this loan because now the, they have dragged me along to the point that I couldn't get out of this contract with this builder or I would have to pay a 3% penalty, which is about $40,000 just to not have a house, okay? Also, it was deceptive and coercive because when they offered me the new rate, that the rate match, they included the $10,000 in fees that they would have gotten from the builder, okay? And then they tried to say that if I didn't take this loan, then I would be in a bad position because I would lose that $10,000. So they're now trying to convince me that I need to take this loan or, you know, I'm losing this money. So that's coercive and you cannot be coercive in lending. And so that's what I sent them. And so where I'm at right now is I sent that information off to the builder and I was like, listen, I really think that you guys should grant me this builder credit because number one, like I said, they offered me a loan that is unfavorable and they still haven't approved me. So they had my application from May 9th to now July 31st at this point. All that time, you don't have an approval decision. So I told them, I think that they need to give me the builder credit. Or if they're saying the only reason why I can get the only way I can get the builder credit is to accept this loan, that means that they're complicit in this process of predatory lending. And, you know, I'm going to take action. So as of this point, 
They have not offered me a builder credit. Now I'll go sign my documents. Today is the 25th. My documents are due to be signed on the 27th. We shall see. But my lawyer has already been updated and ready to take action. So these are the things that you should know. Okay, so if this ever happens to you, the first thing that you need to do is before you sign any kind of loan documents, go with the in-house lender, whatever, have a pre-approval with a bank that you trust and also compare like when you shop for a mortgage you can get multiple mortgage quotes even though they do a hard inquiry within a 30-day period and it only counts as one point shop as many as possible and look get the truth in lending statement and go line by line and you ask these people is this the best that you can get you'll start to see that they all they have varying fees and varying rates based on your credit score. Look at those and pick the, the company that you're most comfortable with and work with them. Now, in this instance where you have an incentive to work with a builder, you take that most favorable rate and then you tell them that that's what you have and then you get them to match that. Okay, if they don't match that, then you have some, you have cause to take action against them like I am. So, if they still aren't working with you, you can contact a lawyer like I have done and you can reach out to the, the CFPB. So the Con Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, you file a dispute with the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. And there's also some other bureaus that I'm going to list the information to. But that's how you fight the discriminatory lending. It still exists. It's still very prevalent. And I just want you guys to be aware of the signs so it doesn't happen to you. So I hope that you take this information and you're able to apply it in your life. I hope it doesn't happen to you, but if it does, you can be more proactive about preventing it. Now, the reason why I really wanted to share my experiences with you is not to shame a mortgage lender. It's really just because I am really saddened and frankly disgusted that this is still happening although not surprised that this is still happening in 2020 frankly i just am confused why people try to play me but i hope you can take this information and use it moving forward anytime you are going under contract for a mortgage prepare yourself the one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned along this journey is that you have options and that there are gray areas in mortgages where they can flux the numbers as they see fit. And that's where a lot of the discrimination comes in. So it's always best to ask, is this the best that you can do? Lesson number one. When shopping for a home, be strategic and prepared when it comes to choosing the person who is going to fund your mortgage. When you shop for a mortgage, you can get multiple mortgage quotes, even though they do a hard inquiry within a 30 day period and it only counts as one point. Shop as many as possible. Lesson number two. After applying for a mortgage, Lenders are required to provide a loan estimate within three business days of receiving your loan application. Comb through that thing with a fine tooth comb. Get the truth in lending statement and go line by line 
and you ask these people, is this the best that you can get? Lesson number three. I hope you never have to experience what I've gone through and get to the point where the lenders just aren't working with you. But if you do, you do have some recourse that you can take. In addition to what I share in the following clip, I also have filed additional complaints with HUD and the California Department of Business Oversight. If they still aren't working with you, you can contact a lawyer like I have done and you can reach out to the, the CFPB, so the Con Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. You file a dispute with the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau You've been listening to Nurses on Fire. If you want to learn more about me or my guests, check out our show notes page. If you found value, please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliates also listed in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show. You guys, tell all the nurses in your life to subscribe. <laughs> and if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at nasima at financiallyintentional.com. All right, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye. Oh.